a Pantry Studio production. The following may contain strong language and deals with adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. There's a beautiful trail that winds through a park and under a bridge in Louisville, Kentucky. Now, it looks unimpressive, especially compared to the stories that surround it. It is an historic spot that's been around since the 1800s. As a matter of fact, the bridge was built in the late 1800s, and it stands about 90 feet above the creek and ground below. To this day, trains continue to use that bridge frequently. So what's so special about this bridge, seemingly in the middle of almost nowhere? Oh, well, the bridge is the home of the Pope Lick Monster. He's also known as the Goat Man. These are the Mountain Mysteries, and this is Episode 20, A Curse Unto All, The Mountain Mystery of the Goat Man. There are over 1.9 billion square acres in the United States alone, and 24% of those are mountainous. The secrets that these regions hold are enormous. Reports of mysterious creatures, strange sightings and sounds, ghosts and murders, and those who have seemingly vanished. There are questions that need asking and answers worth finding. These are the Mountain Mysteries. Here's Chris Sloan. Hello, I hope that you're doing great. Thanks for joining us for another episode of The Mountain Mysteries. Episode number 20 already. Seems like time flies by. Well, I hope that you and your family are doing wonderful. You know, since the very beginning of The Mountain Mysteries, we've had several people ask us to do an episode on this particular topic. Now, as you may well know, we typically don't do a lot of episodes concerning cryptids or cryptozoology, but this one, it definitely stands out. When you mention the goat man, there's a pretty good chance that someone will know what you're talking about. Here we cover our local goat man and some of the most popular light creatures that roam these mountains. A search of the internet returns several goat man locations. There's several locations and sightings in Texas, North Carolina, Maryland, and Kentucky. There's even a goat man residing in the Los Angeles National Forest, or so they say. A trestle bridge on the Norfolk Southern Railway, which passes over Popelick Creek in Kentucky, is supposedly home to the monster that has the body of a man and the lower torso of a goat or sheep. It's also said to have short horns protruding from its forehead. Now, according to differing reports, the goat man either uses hypnosis or some kind of siren voice to lure people onto the tracks, where then they are run down by passing locomotives. Now, that part... 
you're going to learn is not just legend. We're going to discuss at least two deaths that have happened on that Pope Lick trestle. And they weren't that long ago. Now, the goat man is said to be able to mimic voices, the voices of loved ones, luring victims to their deaths. While other stories have the goat man dropping down onto passing cars from within the trestles. Now, there's really no clear consensus on how the goat man came to be. Some say he was a circus performer, and others said that he was a farmer who tortured his goats for the devil and in return was transformed into a hideous goat monster himself. Well, the Sierra Club says the Pope Lick monster was exhibited as a circus freak back in the late 19th century, escaping captivity when lightning struck the circus train and left him as the only survivor. Let's rewind the clocks just a little bit. It was in 2014 that local historian David Domine described the creature as something born out of a deal with the devil. He told Louisville's Wave News that the Goatman arose as a tell of a local farmer from back in the day. He tortured a herd of goats for Satan and then signed a contract with him and forfeited his soul. Domine depicts a muscular being that's part goat, maybe even part sheep. Now, the sheep man is something that's only told around here, as far as we could find. It's been at least three generations long. Filmmaker Ron Schildnett told a Louisville paper, The Voice, in 1990, that the only thing he's found about it came from this area. Schildnett created a 16-minute short film, The Legend of the Popelick Monster, that appears to come straight from the yarns of a young Kentuckian that might spend trying to impress a date. A part sheep, part man that can hypnotize its victims, leaving them helpless in front of oncoming trains? Well, there is one thing for sure. Everyone does agree on his appearance. Dark fur, pale skin, goat-like legs and horns, cloven feet, or hooves. The monster is said to hide under the bridge at Pope Lick Creek in Louisville to lure people onto the train tracks, only to see them hit by oncoming trains. Like we said earlier, sadly, this urban legend has some dangerous consequences. Most victim stories start the same. Well, they were curious about the truth concerning the Pope Lick monster. In 1984, a young boy fell to his death, avoiding a train, on that trestle. Thirteen years later, another young boy met the same fate. The trestle became a popular sight for teens and lovers excited about the monster. Thrill-seekers wanting to see if the legend is true. Well, you know what they say about what curiosity did to the cat. Witnesses have reported accounts of people who fell off the bridge. Other victims, failing to get off of the tracks in time, were killed by oncoming trains. A lot more were injured in the attempt at discovering the truth behind the goat man. Those that believe in the power of hypnosis say the monster did, in fact, do it. That the goat man influenced these people and made them climb to their deaths. It was back in 2016 that an Ohio woman fell to her death from the bridge while looking for the goat man. Her name was Raquel Bain, and her boyfriend both had traveled to Kentucky for a little bit of innocent thrill-seeking. They took a tour of Waverly Hills Sanatorium, the former tuberculosis clinic that is notoriously haunted. 
Now, while they were in Louisville, they heard of another occult story, one which they decided to investigate in the twilight hours before their tour. That would have been the Popelik monster. By the time the young couple spotted the locomotive bearing down the railroad trestle at over 30 miles per hour, they had no choice. It was an eight-story drop on either side and no way to outrun the train to the trestle's end. The pair's only hope was to cling to the sides of the tracks. The train engineer attempted to slow down and blared the horn. The man did everything he could. The boyfriend on the tracks managed to make the split-second dive to the edge. There wasn't enough time for his partner, though. The train fatally struck Raquel, and she fell nearly 100 feet to the ground. In 2019, another accident happened involving teens looking for the monster. Savannah Bright was only 15 years old and died after she and her friend were on the train tracks near the Popelik Trestle. Wright's unidentified friend had to be taken to the University of Louisville Hospital. She was in critical condition at the time. It was in 2016 that the Courier-Journal reported that a retired train engineer who regularly drove down the old track, identified as Wayne Gentry, was involved in 43 collisions during his 34-year career with Norfolk Southern. Only one of them was a suicide. Jefferson Town Fire Department said that they can recall at least a half a dozen accidents that involved the tracks, and most of those cases involved teenagers. The Popelik monster was so popular that a haunted house group has built an extraction around it. Trains still rattle across the aging bridge, and trespassers have been known to be struck by the locomotives or fall off the bridge while climbing the trestles. You know, whether this is a legend or not, the Popelik monster has probably claimed more lives than any other myth in existence. The Popelik monster is not the only goat man, and some have a supernatural spin on some of these tales, moving away from the fisher town of Louisville, Kentucky, towards a fishing state of Maryland. We find another notorious goat man. This goat man comes from the depths of Maryland. He allegedly wields an axe, kills teens, eats dogs, and screams like a shrill goat. According to the University of Maryland folklorist Barry Pearson, the goat man legend began long, long, long ago and had been further popularized in 1971 when the death of a dog was blamed on the goat man by several local residents. This goat man also has a story of how the Maryland goat man came to be. According to local legend, there was once a scientist working at the Beltsville Agricultural Research Center, and his job included experimenting with animal DNA. One day, an experiment went horribly wrong when goat DNA came into contact with the scientist's blood. The man mutated into a horrifying half-goat, half-man, craving a thirst for blood. Almost sounds like something out of a B-horror film. The first reported sighting of the goat man was in 1957. Eyewitnesses reported seeing it in Forestville, in Upper Marlboro, in Prince George's County. It wasn't until the 1960s that the first violent encounter would take place. The story goes that a young couple went to Fletchertown Road and were being bothered by something in the woods. The young man got out of his car to investigate. But he never came back. 
When an investigation occurred the next day, his severed head was found hanging in a tree above where the car had been parked. His body has never been found. Another unbelievably violent encounter supposedly took place in 1962. The goat man was accused of killing 14 people, 12 of whom were children, with the other two being adult chaperones. The group was evidently hiking too close to the goat man's home. Unidentified survivors claimed that the goat man hacked the victims to pieces with an axe, making noises only the devil himself would make. When police arrived, they found half-eaten limbs and a bloody trail leading to a cave. As might be expected, there is no record of this event actually ever having occurred. The most famous incident involving the Maryland Goat Man happened in 1971. It was at this point that the article, Residents Fear Goat Man Lives, Dog Found Decapitated in Old Bowie, written by Karen Hosler appeared in Prince George's County News. In this article, Hosler described how a family by the name of Edwards had lost their dog, Ginger. Well, Ginger was found by Ray and John Hayden and Willie Gein a few days after going missing. She was found headless near Fletchertown Road. Hosler's article connected the death of Ginger to the Maryland Goat Man, and because a group of teenage girls, which included 16-year-old April Edwards, had heard strange noises and seen a large creature the night the dog had disappeared. Well, stories of the goat man had been around since the 50s and 60s, but this incident with Ginger in the 70s caused heightened interest in the creature. During this time, searching for the goat man was a local teen obsession, and goat man parties were even held. It was also during this time that there were increased sightings of an animal-like creature that walked on its hind legs along Fletchertown Road. Mark Obsasnik, who grew up during that period, wrote an article for Strange Magazine titled On the Trail of the Goat Man. For this article, he interviewed the Edwards family and three men who found Ginger. John Hayden told Obsasnik that they'd seen an animal that night and he described it as about six foot tall, hairy, and walking on two feet. He also mentioned that it made a high-pitched sound, like a squeal. The Governor Bridge, otherwise known as the Crybaby Bridge, is also known as a place for the goat man. If one parks under that bridge at night, they'll supposedly hear a crying baby or a goat braying, or they'll even see the goat man himself. As far as taking the Goatman legend into the modern day, two movies have been made starring the creature. 2011's Deadly Detour, The Goatman Murders, and 2013's Legend of the Goatman. And as far as more recent claim sightings, the station WBAL-TV received two separate emails about an animal at Montplier Park in Laurel, Maryland. One described it as looking like a Sasquatch with horns. Another man said that he thought he saw a bear, except... It doesn't look like a bear. Well, the article described the photo as looking like a goat standing on two legs. In Waterford, Pennsylvania, there's an abominable creature called the Waterford Cheap Man. It terrorized the small rural community in the early 1970s, apparently lurking from farm fields, stalking the unwitting animals, and it was all in a desire to tear it apart and feed on its flesh and blood. Hundreds of people witnessed the creature. Some also referred to it as Goatman. Marilyn knew of the Goatman legend as a teenager in the 70s, but 
Along with the stories, she had also seen it with her own eyes on more than one occasion. She said that she lived on Baghdad Road. And she saw this figure running across the dirt road at one point near the old sawmill. She remembers at that time, there was much talk about the legend, and many people were catching glimpses of the creature darting across the road or into the brush along farm fields. She had a second encounter with a monster when she was 17. She said, quote, He was there that one night I drove home, and right before I turned into my driveway, there he was, running across the road and into the woods. Waterford native Richard Galbraith knows the legend well, and as a child he was told, Don't let the sheep man get you. Oh, he was warned to avoid the area of Pennsylvania Route 19, on the outskirts of the city at night or else the same fate would befall him that happened to so many unwitting animals. The blood-crazed sheepman would tear him apart. Richard was wise to take the warnings to heart, for there were many alleged incidents of the sheepman violently attacking humans as well as ravaging livestock. Herb Kinney, a Waterford native and businessman, knew the terror of the sheepman firsthand. He had a friend who was a victim of the ungodly creature as it lay in wait for him at the top of the Waterford-covered bridge on Nehemiah Road that spans LaBeouf Creek. Herb recounts the story in his own words. He said, quote, It was always said that the sheepman lived in a cave on Baghdad Road. He was known to frequent that covered bridge southeast of town on East Street. He was also said to hide up in the rafters of that old bridge and jump down and terrorize young lovers that had parked in the bridge. Two couples from Erie were traveling onto that bridge late one summer night in a dark blue Ford Mustang. The convertible top was down. It had started to sprinkle, so he pulled inside the bridge to put the top up when they were attacked. The boys fought off the creature and peeled out, filling the bridge with smoke from the burning rubber of their tires. The roof to the car was damaged, ripped, torn, and mangled to the point that it had to be replaced. All four of the young boys insisted the incident really happened, telling the tale to their parents. Their parents, fearing embarrassment, would not allow any kind of police report to be filed. Nevertheless, the countryside surrounding Waterford was abuzz in the 1970s with stories and sightings of the creature known as Sheep Man. It seemed the legend faded with a decade, for there have not been any more sightings of this Goat Man creature since the close of the 70s. In West Virginia, there are reports of a sheep squatch or white thing. It's a woolly-haired cryptid that's been reported across numerous counties in West Virginia, predominantly within the southwestern region of the state. The counties with the most sightings include Boone, Kanawha, Putnam, and Mason, with a surge in sightings taking place in Boone County during the mid-1990s. It's been described as a quadruped about the size of a bear, with entirely white, wool-like fur. It has a long and pointed head, similar to a dog but with long, saber-like teeth and a single pint set of horns, not dissimilar from those found on a young goat. Its forelimbs end in paw-like hands, similar to those of a raccoon, but larger, while its tail is long and hairless like that of an opossum. Now, it's been reported to smell like sulfur which has been attributed through folklore to the beast being born within the TNT area in Mason County, like one of the Mothman theories. 
though this is not very likely, and instead is probably more along the lines of a musk scent gland, kind of similar to those found in a lot of species in the order of the carnivora, such as weasels and skunks. In 1994, a former Navy seaman stated having witnessed the beast breaking through the forest. The white thing breached the brush line and knelt to drink from the creek. Here it drank for a few minutes before crossing the creek and continuing on towards the nearby road. The witness stated that they observed the animal for a while before it moved on to the surrounding brush. Within that same year, two kids observed the creature while playing in their yard within Boone County. What they reported having observed looked like a large white bear, yet in this case, it stood up on its hind legs, making it well over six feet tall. Presumably, it did so in a manner similar to bears, trying to observe as opposed to walking bipedally. Well, it was scared by the kids. Startled, the beast ran off through the forest, breaking medium-sized limbs straight off the trees in its path. The creature was next spotted a year later, this time involving a car. A couple driving through Boone County observed a large white beast sitting in the ditch alongside the roadway. Now, as a lot of curious passerbys might do in such a situation, they stopped their car to get out to get a better look. Well, they came to describe the creature again as mostly similar to earlier descriptions, yet they added that the creature had four eyes, in stark contrast to the last sighting where the sheep squatch fled the scene. The creature leaped out of the ditch and started to attack the car. Well, frightened by the attack, the couple drove off quickly, and once they arrived back at home, noticed large scratches on the side where the beast had attacked. Yet another incident in 1999 involved a couple of campers who were in the forest at night, again in Boone County. They were around a bonfire. They eventually heard an animal snorting and scuffling around the camp in a manner similar to an aggravated bear, though it did not come into the light of the campfire immediately. All of a sudden, the sheep squatch suddenly charged out of the darkness at the campers. Reacting quickly, they jumped up and ran back into their house, all the while being pursued by the sheep squatch. Well, giving chase is a natural reaction of a predator when a creature flees. Its initial attack could have simply been a mock charge. The white thing stopped at the edge of the forest when they crossed and let out a terrible scream. It then returned to the campsite and the trail home, finding it to be torn up. They referred to it as like something had tilled it up for gardening. In Foltrun, Virginia, the beast was spotted once again in the forests of Appalachia. The creature was spotted close to midnight by six campers. Bending the night in the dense woods, the beast was reportedly eight to nine feet tall with a shoulder length of four to five feet. One of the campers first saw the beast at the top of a nearby hill in a crouching position. Then it stood up and he alerted the other campers. Then it started running down the steep hill towards the campers, but they were separated by a river that was flowing through. They looked in absolute horror as it searched for a way to cross, and with no other option, it began to wade through the river. It finally came out of the water, and the campers reported that it appeared like a bipedal dog in the chest, with its fur wet from the river crossing. Then a loud, gut-based screech was heard about two miles off from where they were. Then, the sheep squatch looked up in shock, just high enough 
so that the moonlight was in its face, and the campers looked on in fear as it let out a pathetic whimper, then in a sprint, ran in the opposite direction of the noise. The campers quickly packed and left, then reported it to the locals, fearing that if the authorities were informed, they would be ridiculed. The identity of the campers is still unknown, at least as of March of 2016. In Texan folklore, the Lake Worth monster is a legendary creature said to inhabit Lake Worth at the Fort Worth Natural Center and Refuge, just outside of Fort Worth, Texas. The creature is often described as part man, part goat, with scales and long clawed fingers. Reports of sightings by local citizens of a half man, half goat with fur and scales in July of 1969 led to the belief that a mysterious creature lived in Lake Worth. Newspapers reported the alleged sightings, including one in which the monster landed on a man's car after jumping out of a tree, and another in which it threw an automobile tire at a group of people. Newspapers also published a photograph purportedly taken of the creature by Alan Plaster, and locals began driving out to the lake at night to get a look at it. Local police investigated the claims, but they didn't find any evidence of the monster in the Lake Worth or Green Island area at all. According to one reporter, this legend of a goat man? Oh, well, that was spread via summer camp stories, where camp counselors told kids to listen carefully, and you'll hear his cry on clear nights like tonight. In a later interview, Alan Plaster commented on a photo, described as a man-sized white furball that he took driving past the Nature Center in 1969. Plaster characterized the sighting as a prank, saying... Whatever it was, it wanted to be seen. Since reports of the monster ceased when school resumed, many suspected the incidents were pranks carried out by high school students. It was in 2005 that a reporter at the Fort Worth Star-Telegram received an anonymous letter from someone claiming to be one of those three high school classmates who, in the summer of 1969, decided to go out to the Lake Worth area and scare people. Using a tinfoil mask... In 2009, Fort Worth, Texas Magazine published a report about an unidentified man who said that he had been a perpetrator of the tire-throwing incident. Cryptozoologist blogger Craig Woolheater said that he believes the Lake Worth monster is an undiscovered, uncatalogued primate species that walks on two legs. Since 2009, the 40th anniversary of the sightings, the Fort Worth Nature Center and Refuge has held a Lake Worth Monster Bash every October. The Sheep Squatch was featured in the Destination America series Monsters and Mysteries in America, where it was encountered by a couple of hunters after it had killed their dogs the time prior. Wisconsin has had several locations where Goatman sightings have been present. According to one, the Goatman lived in a house at the end of a dead-end road called South Mill Road and across from a field in Coescom, Wisconsin. He was a child killer and would murder any kids who went into the field surrounding or into his house. It is said that the dilapidated house that remains and the field surrounding it is haunted by the Goatman. If Jason Miller of Washington County is to be believed, then there's definitely more flesh than folklore behind his Caprine Creeper. It was in the autumn of 2003 that Mr. Miller was prepared for a pleasant day of bow hunting 
He had set up his tree stand just off South Mill Road. After this, he returned a few days later, only to be met with confusion. When he saw that his tree stand had somehow been moved, it had been taken down from the tree and placed about a hundred yards from where it had originally been set up. There were marks on it that he would later describe as resembling hoof prints. Irritated, Jason chalked it up to a prank played by one of his fellow hunters and the tracks of a regular animal such as a deer. He put the stand back up in the original tree and once again left to return a few weeks later. Well, this time the stand hadn't been moved at all. But he was about to be confronted with something far stranger than mysterious tree stand locations. He chambered up on the tree and perched in the stand, sitting there in the hopes of spotting a trophy buck. Maybe he thought that he was in luck when he started to hear the distinctive sounds of something large moving through the thick undergrowth. And this something sounded angry. Peering off into the brush, Jason caught sight of the source of the strange noises and then promptly wished that he had never came at all. This thing was the size of a deer and was gray and tan in color. Up to the head and the forelimbs, it looked just like an ordinary goat, but its arms and head were distinctively that of a human. This head was adorned with a long gray beard. He presumably gagged as the stench of the creature hit him. It was described as smelling like rotting flesh and garbage all mixed into one. However, perhaps the oddest thing about it was the fact that it was speaking. More specifically, it was swearing and cursing under its breath as it shambled into the clearing. It muttered something about trespassers. And Jason stayed deadly still, waiting with his bow at the ready in case this bizarre thing noticed him in his tree stand. The monster seemingly passed through the clearing and disappeared into the undergrowth without any more incident, if the lack of description of its departure is extrapolated on. Jason kept an arrow ready for self-defense, but immediately left the forest as soon as the beast was out of sight. Mixing the two stories of this goat man together, the main legend speaks of how supposedly an abusive old drunk murdered his wife, but he was ultimately killed by one of his goats as he continued his rampage. They say that he returned as a goat-like apparition and haunts the woods where he lived. This is the area where Jason Miller claims to have witnessed a goat-like biped. Goatman researcher J. Nathan Couch believes the legends of Goatman likely originated from sightings of a Depression-era vagabond named Charles Goatman McCarthy. He was eccentric, and he was bearded, a Christian preacher that roamed America for decades. He pulled along in a rickety wagon by a team of goats. In several cases, he said that he's found that McCarthy visited various locations where Goatman monster legends would come to eventually exist. He was a celebrity during his day with his travels that were not uncommonly covered by the Associated Press. His travels attracted large groups of curiosity seekers. Stories of McCarthy could have mutated over the decades. It's entirely possible. As for what sort of creature eyewitnesses are allegedly seeing, given the creature's tendencies to display 
seemingly supernatural abilities and their uncanny knack for avoiding human beings when they apparently live on the outskirts of suburbia, well, I'd say that there'd have to be some sort of paranormal entity rather than flesh and blood if they exist at all. Remember to log on to www.themountainmysteriespodcast.com. This episode was written by our technical advisor, Arrow Wilson. Don't forget you can always hear these and other episodes early if you'll become a Patreon subscriber. I'm Chris Lone for The Mountain Mysteries. Stay mysterious. If you enjoy The Mountain Mysteries, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. That helps us so much. You can also help support The Mountain Mysteries by visiting our sponsors, whose links are below, or by donating at Patreon or the PayPal link shown in the notes. Patreon subscribers will receive early commercial-free episodes and more. Studio Production.